0: Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League and some college football on top of it. We must suffer through two more weeks of preseason action at the professional level. For your Panthers, it will be a trip to the Patriots, Just remember that we're waiting all the way until September 8th to see Rams at Panthers in a game that actually matters. In contrast, there are actual college football games this coming weekend. Getting things started will be Miami against Florida. That rivalry is not what it has been in the past, but the Canes of the ACC have a new head coach in Manny Diaz, their former defensive coordinator. The Gators are ranked in the national top 10. They both head to Orlando, and the regular season ramps up on Saturday night. National TV game on ESPN. E.J. Manuel, formerly of Florida State, knows Sunshine State college football rivalries from personal experience. The ACC Network, remember, debuts this Thursday, and Canes Gators gets it started on the worldwide leader ESPN this Saturday night. We'll talk about the ACC, we'll talk about the college football season that's almost here, and we'll talk about the guys who played the position that E.J. Manuel played with distinction in the Tidewater area of Virginia at the high school level for the Florida State Seminoles, all the way to an ACC title at the college level and, of course, as a Buffalo Bills NFL draft pick as well. E.J. Manuel, a part of today's show. He'll drop by in hour number three. For the pro side, we take a trip to Panthers camp that is no longer in Spartanburg. The Panthers have pulled up stakes there and moved their camp to Charlotte, where yesterday they practiced in their new bubble for the first time ever. Play-by-play voice of the Carolina Panthers, Mick Mixon, will join us live from camp. It's not as much about Thursday's game at New England. Ron Rivera did call yesterday those New England Patriots quote, the gold standard of the NFL for obvious reasons. Key players, including Cam Newton at QB, Luke Kuechly at linebacker, Christian McCaffrey at running back, who have not lifted a finger in regular season action. They're practicing, of course, but they are expected to make their 2019 debuts at New England. Until further notice, expect that to be the case for all of the starters, unless Ron Rivera changes his mind. The Panthers are healthy. That's one of the benefits of leaving your key guys out during these otherwise meaningless, for the most part, preseason games. You will see more of the actual Panthers who will be on the 53-man roster come the end of this month. Thursday night in New England, we'll talk all things Panthers with Mick Mixon, friend of the program, when he drops by in hour number three. We'll get to some baseball today. We'll get to some basketball today. The Carolina Hurricanes of the NHL unveiled their new road white uniforms earlier today. Tom Dundon, the new owner of the Canes, did not like the previous white version of the canes unis now you all know this is a big industry nowadays NBA teams change unis all the time I mean there's throwback there's move forward there's old school there's new school there's traditional the NHL has done some of that and the canes are getting in on that action Tom Dundon who's been a guest on our show many times it's a myth that he dislikes all white uniforms some people think that's the case that's not the case he just hated the canes version Of white uniforms. So they unveiled the new version. Darren, you know me well as I say hello to my producer, Darren Vaught. I might not notice that one of our favorite teams (laughs) changed uniforms from year to year. You're not one to play fashion police in the sports world, for sure. Some people are schedule people. You know, they're anticipating that schedule. I mean, if it's the big tailgate tour schedule, which we unveiled recently, that's a big schedule unveil. But to me, scheduled day is not really a big day. Uniform change is not really a big thing. Like, I'm a season ticket holder to the Canes. I could probably list 20 things that matter more to me than how the uniforms look. Now, I might feel differently if I owned the team or if I was in charge of merchandising or whatever. So it gets my green light for whatever that is worth, and I mean not much in the fashion industry, but we'll talk a little Canes, we'll talk some basketball, we'll talk some baseball, and of course, we'll be all over the NFL. I also have a storytelling question of the day for you. Every once in a while, we gather around what we call the world's largest sports radio campfire. We take an actual story from the real sports world, share that with you, sometimes chicken soup for the sports soul style, and then we ask you if you have perhaps not as famous a story, but something that fits the theme, we ask you, to call us at 1-800-849-2761. We have one of the largest regionally syndicated sports radio shows in the country. And since we went statewide in North Carolina and have plenty of listeners beyond that, it has become one of our favorite parts of the show. We do a little storytelling of our own, and maybe 99% of you do not have a story for that day's topic. We believe it has become, it has reached the point of moral and ethical obligation. When the storytelling question of the day leads to you having an example, you must call to reinforce that you are the most diverse, the most intelligent, the most productive sports radio audience this great nation has ever seen. Today's story involves a young man named Otis Ferguson IV. He was a high school golfer. He could have played at the college level. He wanted to attend Howard University, an HBCU that did not have a golf program. Otis decided to give up a possible college golf career because he really wanted to go to Howard. Well, Otis, earlier this year, it was actually in January, Steph Curry, superstar from Davidson at the college level here in our backyard, MVP for the Golden State Warriors, NBA champion multiple times over. Steph Curry put together, as executive producer, a documentary called Emmanuel. It was exploring the 2015 shootings of nine black worshipers at that church in Charleston, South Carolina. Howard University students were at this screening in January, and Steph Curry was there too. Otis Ferguson IV on a whim, as Dozens, if not hundreds of people are trying to get Steph Curry's attention. Otis, the golfer, says, hey, Steph, let's get in a round of golf before we leave. And whereas Steph had been walking away from everybody else, you know, celebrities can't stop and say hi to everybody. This caught Steph's ear. He turns, he walks to Otis, they have a conversation. And at the end of that conversation, Otis got Steph's direct email address. Four or five emails went by and Steph never responded to Otis. The fifth one got a response. And as of right now, Howard University is in the process of building a golf program with seed money from Steph Curry who was disappointed to hear that Otis Ferguson IV had to choose between a golf career and his favorite university, Howard. That would not be the case for someone like Otis in the future. It was another act of benevolence and greatness for one of the great role models ever to come through the great state of North Carolina. Steph Curry was a central part of that story, and I'll tell you more about it during the course of today's program. My question to you is, What sports figure changed your world during or after you personally interacted with that sports figure? Maybe it's not this big a story. Howard has a golf program, men's and women's, starting now. Like they have, they're about to hire a coach. They have a budget. They won't play this year. They need a one-year ramp-up period. But future Otis Ferguson's the fourth will be able to both attend Howard and play golf at that HBCU because of the seed money provided by one of the great guys ever to be a guest here on the David Glenn Show and ever to come through our sports culture here in the great state of North Carolina. More on that story with your storytelling around the world's largest sports radio campfire. What sports figure changed your world? during or after a personal interaction. Otis Ferguson IV has one heck of a story to tell for the rest of his life thanks to Steph Curry. You can share yours if you like today at 1-800-849-2761. The baseball we'll get into includes Pete Rose, Lou Pinella, Goose Gossage, other old-timers, and even Cubs manager Joe Madden criticizing the current state of the game as, listen to this, The lowest attendance in Major League Baseball in 16 years is right now. However, the biggest money in the history of Major League Baseball is right now. Those things don't sound like they should go together, but they are. Attendance is down to its lowest levels in almost two decades, yet money is up to its highest level in history. How do these two things happen? Joe Madden and Lou Piniella and Pete Rose and others complained a lot to Bob Nightingale of USA Today about the current state of the game, even as it's struggling with attendance but making more money than ever. It is a $10 billion-plus industry, folks. And, of course, TV money is making up for the reduced attendance numbers. We see that in college football and a lot of other contexts as well. The basketball that we'll get into today today includes this. There's a survey of NBA rookies done every year and published at NBA.com. This year's survey was posted just yesterday. It had some predictable results, some surprising results, and to me, at least one fascinating result. They asked, you know, who in your rookie class is going to be the best playmaker, the best defender? What's the toughest adjustment to the NBA? Who's going to be the biggest draft steal, like a guy who was a second rounder or late in the first round? Who will be the NBA Rookie of the Year this coming season? Who will turn out in the long run to be the best NBA player from this year's rookie class? The answer to that last question shocked me, and it involves two guys from our backyard that we got to see play at the collegiate level. Almost every other answer I either would have predicted or I kind of said, yeah, I can see where they're going with that. This one Out of left field. I will share it with you on the other side. Our friends at the Winston-Salem Open in the tennis world yesterday saw one of its participants make tennis history. More on that story. It's another chicken soup for the sports soul type story. You will not believe this survey of NBA rookies answer. We hope you share your storytelling today. What sports figure changed your world during or after a personal interaction the way Steph Curry just changed Howard University's athletic department forever. It is hashtag National Radio Day. If you have any questions or comments about how stuff works here at the show or in sports radio more generally or even in radio most generally, you can chime in on that today at 1-800-849-2761. And one more thing from the football world, Browns QB Baker Mayfield has taken a shot at former Duke QB Daniel Jones, now with the New York Giants. Both high first-round picks, remember, but Baker went right for the throat in a GQ interview. That story, your storytelling, E.J. Manuel and Mick Mixon third hour, we're glad you're a part of it, and you can be a part of it at 1-800-849-2761 next on The David Glenn Show. To the David Glenn Show, Lenny Kravitz guitar always puts me in a good mood. We do have a storytelling question of the day. We do have two great guests later, meaning it's a better time now for you to participate in today's program. Steph Curry of the Davidson Wildcats and the Golden State Warriors inspired our Gather Round, the world's largest sports radio campfire storytelling question of the day. In January of this year, a Howard University student yelled out to him at a screening of a Steph Curry-produced movie, Hey, Steph, let's get in a round of golf before you leave. That led Steph to turn his head. That led to a quick conversation. That led to a quick story. The young man attended Howard but had to give up the possibility of playing college golf because Howard didn't have a golf program. Most HBCUs don't. Steph Curry was inspired by this story. Here we are. It's only August. And Steph Curry, it was announced just yesterday, has given Howard University the seed money to create a men's and women's golf program. I'll tell you more about that story. Our question for the campfire is what sports figure changed your world during or after a personal interaction? Now, you didn't have to change the world. Even this story impacts that young man and that university more than the rest of us. What sports figure changed your world during or after a personal interaction? A little chicken soup for the sports soul as Steph Curry has been known to deliver. Perhaps some of your stories will as well. You can jump in at 1-800-849-2761. One thing I promised, and then we come to your calls. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield, remember the number one overall pick out of Oklahoma to the Cleveland Browns, already has made progress at the NFL level. One of the many reasons the Browns are viewed as a possible breakthrough team in the eyes of many. He took a shot in a wide-ranging interview with GQ magazine. At the former Duke QB, Daniel Jones, now a rookie with the New York Giants, he went number six overall, and of course, we got to see a lot of Daniel here in North Carolina. He is a product of Duke University and that David Cutcliffe guy. In case you didn't know, Daniel Jones played on some mediocre to bad teams at Duke. His final record as a starting quarterback for the Blue Devils was 17 wins and 19 losses. I'm about to ask you if you think Baker Mayfield is right when he took this shot at Daniel Jones. That blows my mind, that selection of Daniel Jones by the Giants, that high in the first round, number six overall just this year. That blows my mind, Mayfield told GQ. Some people overthink this stuff. That's where people go wrong on quarterbacks. They forget that you got to win. Is Baker Mayfield right? Because, of course, he was a winner at Oklahoma. Now, that's not the only thing on his resume. And the NFL has botched a whole lot of quarterback evaluations. You'd think, in the information age as we now live in that, you'd think that evaluating quarterbacks would get better at the NFL level. You have more computers, you have more scouts, you have more uh, budget money associated with scouting, you have more video to dissect. More info, theoretically, should lead to fewer mistakes. And yet, when you look at the NFL's track record, there was a time where, you know, Chad Pennington in 2000 was the highest-picked quarterback coming out of the college ranks. Tom Brady in 2000, you may have heard of him, went on to have the best career. And you might say, well, that's just an anomaly. Well, not so much. Whereas there are plenty of years. 1998, the first QB picked was Peyton Manning. The best QB from that class was also Peyton Manning. 2011, we know well, Cam Newton was the first overall pick. Cam Newton has turned out to be, so far, eight years in, the best quarterback from the class of 2011. So there are years where they get it right, not just with the first QB drafted, but overall. But there are years where, you know, Jamarcus Russell was viewed as the best quarterback in a given NFL draft class. The question about Baker Mayfield's shot at Daniel Jones is this. Is he right that somewhere near the top of the list on you evaluating college quarterback has to be what was his record? If you're not winning, how good can you be? Goes the question, goes the theory. And in fact, I don't think Baker Mayfield had done this research when he uttered that to GQ magazine, published just yesterday. But there is substantial information suggesting that it is rare to find the college QB who had a losing record for his college team. Remember, as a starter losing record, most of the time these guys are coming from great programs. So whether you were the number one reason they had a great record or you had a great offensive line, receivers, defensive line, coaches, etc., you might have been the number four reason that they were such a good team. Of course, if you and I looked back at draft classes, of course – almost all of the QBs that we've already seen in the league came from winning programs where they personally had winning records. Baker Mayfield, last year's number one, number one overall. Oklahoma was awesome, and he was a part of that awesomeness. Sam Darnold, first-rounder out of Southern Cal, he had a winning record with the Trojans. Josh Rosen out of UCLA, Josh Allen out of Wyoming. Louisville was really good when Lamar Jackson was, you know, winning the Heisman Trophy with the Cardinals, and they put up a 10-win season, right? So over and over and over, Mitch Trubisky out of Carolina in 2017, that wasn't the Larry Fedora collapse to two or three wins Tar Heels. That was a good Carolina team. So Mitch Trubisky, a winning record as a starter for the Tar Heels. Deshaun Watson out of Clemson, a winner at the highest level, another 2017 guy, And that list goes on and on, even to guys like Carson Wentz of my Philadelphia Eagles. North Dakota State is the superpower of that division. So Carson Wentz's record was insanely good. It was, you know what, uh, however many years he started there, what is three? He was probably like 40-2 and or something crazy like that. I don't have that number in front of me, but again, it continues the theme. Jameis Winston hasn't been great for Tampa as an NFL quarterback, but he certainly had an excellent record as a starting quarterback for the Florida State Seminoles. Same for Marcus Mariota of the Titans during his time at Oregon, and the list goes on and on. All these guys I'm mentioning are first-round picks. All of them had winning records at the college level. Is Baker Mayfield right, or is Baker Mayfield taking a cheap shot at Daniel Jones when he says that's where these NFL scouts go wrong they forget you got to win. Well, Daniel Jones did have a losing record at Duke, but Daniel Jones has David Cutcliffe, not just his own coach with the Blue Devils, but a lot of others, the Giants, of course, included, believing that he can not only be a good quarterback whenever he surpasses Eli Manning in New York, but he even has a chance to be an elite NFL quarterback. You don't pick somebody number six overall unless you think that is the case. I'll tell you two things. Invite your calls and get to your storytelling as well. In honor of Steph Curry and his creating of the golf program at Howard this week, what sports figure changed your world during or after a personal interaction like the one with that young Howard University student, 1-800-849-2761? Two quick things that back up Baker Mayfield's words, even as I believe, A, you and I know of at least one modern-day exception to this rule. There was a guy on a lot of losing college teams who right now is one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League. So Baker Mayfield may have a point about, well, he definitely has a point about the majority of NFL starting caliber quarterbacks, especially the good ones, coming from winning traditions and having beautiful, glossy, shiny records as starting quarterbacks. There's no doubt the majority of the NFL's best fit that description. But I can think of a huge exception to that rule right in front of our eyes as we speak. Daniel Jones may be an exception to that rule. We'll see. But many of the facts actually support Baker Mayfield. In fact, listen to this. Over a 20-year period from the mid-90s to the mid, what would we call that, 2010s? A 22-decade period. The best quarterback in the NFL over that 20-year period who had had a losing record as a college starter, was Jay Cutler. If the best example you have is a 500-ish, some people like him and some people hate him and many are tired of him, and some people think with a better supporting cast he could have done better at the NFL level. Others say he was part of the problem with his memes and his sourpuss face and his interceptions and his... Complicated productivity. Jay Cutler had a losing record as a college quarterback. But when that's your shining example over 20 years, I think Baker Mayfield's theory starts to gain some traction. Beyond that, I think Bill Parcells actually summarized this extremely well. As we come to your storytelling day phone calls and also your is Baker Mayfield right phone calls, we'll get to the survey of NBA rookies that caught my attention on the other side as well. 1-800-849-2761. 1-800-849-2761. Bill Parcells put it this way. There has to be extreme, extreme, very, very strong extenuating circumstances in the eyes of a legendary head coach who, remember, also wanted to do his own grocery shopping as a general manager type. There would need to be very, very, very strong extreme extenuating circumstances for me to believe bill parcells said that a college qb who had a losing record at that level could turn out to be a great nfl qb now bill parcells saying that means a lot more to me than baker mayfield taking a shot at daniel jones in a gq article the jay cutler factoid again gives traction to the baker theory but as we speak folks There was a guy, and maybe this fits the extenuating circumstances that Bill Parcells was talking about there. I'd argue one of the very best quarterbacks in the NFL right now played for a program at college where the defenses were so historically bad. I mean, like, his team might put up 40-plus and still lose over and over and over. He did not have a pretty record. It was a losing record in college. Modern day example of a guy that some believe is the best quarterback in the NFL as Tom Brady and you know Drew Brees and others get older. That modern day example, your is Baker Mayfield right answer and storytelling day in honor of Steph Curry. 1-800-849-2761. All of that and this are on the other side. When NBA rookies were asked in a survey published yesterday at NBA.com who will be the NBA Rookie of the Year, Zion Williamson got the most votes. No surprise there. The New Orleans Pelicans forward, number one overall, former Duke star. He got 35% of the vote. Plenty of others got votes, but Zion was the most popular answer. No surprise there. When they asked the NBA rookies, what fellow rookie of yours in this year's class is the most athletic? in the history of this survey no single answer was given at a higher percentage 87% said Zion Williamson all right again i'm not breaking news here but it was the highest percentage the highest number in the decades that they've been doing this survey of nba rookies zion getting 87 it's hard to it's hard to get 8 to 87% on any question okay especially when you have so many potential answers. There were a bunch of answers to which rookie will have the best 3-point shooting, which rookie will be the best playmaker. Like it's just spread all over the place. So Zion 87%, he'll be he's the most athletic in the rookie class. Zion 35% most votes for the projected NBA rookie of the year. When they asked which rookie will have the best career and this is Players incoming NBA guys answering. I always thought players no players, right? Theoretically, they should know the answers better than we should from the outside, right? I can tell you who's a good journalist and who's not as good. I can tell you who's a good attorney and who's not as good, but I probably can't tell you who the best mechanic or the least mechanic is because it's not within my area of expertise. Players no players. Which rookie in this year's class will have the best career? Are you ready for this? Zion finished tied for fourth, and if you're anything like me, you will be shocked and knocked out of your chair at who got the most votes in this year's rookie class. I still can't believe it because I watch Zion play a lot, and I watch the guy who got the most votes play a lot. And I just don't see what the players are seeing in the players. More on that story with your phone calls, 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. One thing I promised, Buckeye Bert wants in on the storytelling question of the day. It is your moral and ethical obligation to share a story if it fits this description. Steph Curry happened upon a Howard University student who wanted to play college golf but couldn't because Howard doesn't have a golf program. Most HBCUs don't. At a chance encounter this January, Steph gave the young man his email address. And after a bunch of unreturned email and the guy started to get a little disappointed, They finally did connect, and it was announced yesterday Steph Curry is planting the seed money for a Howard University golf program. Storytelling day is based on that chicken soup for the sports stole experience. What sports figure changed your world during or after a personal interaction? Doesn't have to change the world. This Howard University example is much smaller than that. But what sports figure changed your world after a personal interaction, you can chime in at 1-800-849-2761. Cannon Durham once in on Baker Mayfield taking a shot at former Duke star Daniel Jones. Baker told GQ, it blows my mind. Some of these NFL scouts are overthinking things. This is where the scouts go wrong. They forget you've got to win. And he took a direct shot at Daniel Jones, who had a losing record as a starting quarterback for the Blue Devils. Now, the question becomes, how much of that is Daniel's fault? How much of how much meaning can you take when Baker Mayfield wins a lot at Oklahoma, and he's one of the main reasons, but he also got a heck of a lot of help from better coaches, better players especially, than what are available to some others that can be drafted highly at the QB position or any other. Wide-ranging GQ interview, Baker Mayfield takes a shot at Daniel Jones. Was Baker right? Bill Parcells himself says maybe, but he's not willing to go that far. I think Parcells is right, and there's some evidence to back this up. When the NFL coaching and scouting legend, he told the, Winston, or the uh, Wall Street Journal, there need to be very, very, very strong extenuating circumstances for me to believe a college quarterback with a losing record can be a great quarterback in the NFL. You know how I, Darren Vaught, dislike using in sports radio or debate context, always and never. Yeah, not a big fan of absolutes. You you're, are. you're asking for trouble when you say always or never. I am well trained in the art of debate, perhaps not at a Plato or Socrates type level, but by 2019 standards, given what I see out there, God knows <laughs> I'm close to that level, given the lack of critical thinking and debate skills that I see in politics and elsewhere. I think Parcell's not quite absolute statement is true, but let's all remember this as Baker Mayfield takes a shot that may have some reality behind it. Again, if Jay Cutler is the best NFL quarterback to come from a losing record in college in a 20 year period, Baker's got a point in there somewhere. Now, maybe not maybe don't make it so personal on Daniel Jones. Maybe talk about that's one of the most important things you look for, but stop short of the absolute here's why there are NFL evaluators as we speak who because Tom Brady is getting older because Drew Brees is nearing 40 as TB 12 is way past that at this point they will say that the best quarterback in the NFL right now is Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs do you know what Patrick Mahomes college starting quarterback record was 13 wins and 16 losses that is Almost identical to Daniel Jones's losing record with the Duke Blue Devils. Now, I, I am not as high on Daniel Jones as David Cutcliffe is. I'm not telling you which way it's going to go. Baker Mayfield may end up being right about Daniel Jones. I don't think he's right with his broader point because Patrick Mahomes, seriously, if you're skeptical of him, you still have to call him one of the half a dozen best quarterbacks in the NFL. The NFL scouts who are taking age and, and longer-term promise into consideration are saying he's the first guy we would take right now. He got together with QB Whisperer Andy Reid. He had an unbelievable season last year, and yet he was 13 and 16 with the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Now, I believe Bill Parcells would say playing at Texas Tech is exactly the kind of very, very extreme, strong, extending, extenuating circumstances that would give him hope about a quarterback who had a losing record in college. The Red Raiders ranked, seriously, 126th, 125th, and 128th in the three years that Patrick Mahomes was the starting quarterback for Texas Tech. Like, that is in the bottom ten of the defensive statistics. All three years he was the starter. So you're going to downgrade Patrick Mahomes because he played on – Prolific offenses, remember? It's not like he and Cliff Kingsbury were laying eggs out there. They were a losing team because their defense was not only bad, it was historically bad, and not only historically bad, historically bad for three years in a row. And he was a three-year starter. If you take Baker Mayfield's approach, you miss on Patrick Mahomes. If you take Bill Parcell's DG-approved, Socrates-and-Plato-approved approach, You leave the door cracked for the rare talent who ends up at a non-traditional power. How many of those QB examples that I have given you were with programs that win almost all the time, like in their down years, they have seven, eight, or nine wins, right? So yeah, they made those teams even more special. But if you go to most of those schools, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Southern Cal, etc., you're probably going to come out with a winning record as a college quarterback. Baker Mayfield said all sorts of interesting things in the QB interview. One of them was that shot at Daniel Jones. There's a point in there somewhere. I just think he goes too far with that point. And Patrick Mahomes is one of the biggest reasons that you should agree with me. 1-800-849-2761. 13-16 at Texas Tech. And on the list of reasons he had a losing record in college, Patrick Mahomes' personal performance is not in the top 10. Like, how about bad coaching, bad talent, bad defense? I mean, come on now. He doesn't have a magic wand. He's not—he's literally not playing when the Red Raiders' defense and special teams are on the field. It's not his fault that they're that bad whenever he leaves the field. 1-800-849-2761. Let's go to Ken in Durham. He may want to put up a defensive. Daniel Jones, the former Duke star, now with the New York Giants. Ken, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, thanks for taking my call, David. Uh, I would just simply say the question might be better phrased. Could Baker Mayfield win 16 games at Duke?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, right? Under the same circumstances, and Duke had some poor offensive lines. They had some horrendous, by ACC standards, all due respect, horrendous receiving cores, lots of drops. For, for both Daniel Jones and his backups when they got in there. Now he has David Cutcliffe, and that's, you know, anybody would want that as your coach. It's not that coaching was a problem during his time in Durham. Personnel was a major problem. And some of those years, Duke's defense wasn't very good, right? So, again, Daniel Jones can't control things beyond his control. So you, you got to be a little bit open, more, more open-minded, just as Patrick Mahomes certainly has proved to be one heck of an investment for the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Well, you, the other thing to do is look at, at how many of those 16 games was Daniel Jones the reason they won the game or a major factor in why they won the game. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, he's got the physical tools and the characteristics to fit into, and the, and the coaching and the pedigree to fit into a pro-style offense and, and be very good in the pocket.
0: And the football and IQ. In the pocket. You know, I, I love his intangibles. Football IQ, work ethic, uh, Coach cut protege, all the above. I I am not high on him the way I would be on a Patrick Mahomes or a Carson Wentz or some others, but I think he can be an NFL starting quarterback, and, of course, that's what the Giants are expecting whenever they turn the page from Eli Manning to Daniel Jones. 1-800-849-2761. On the other side, we will have our first storytelling day in Steph Curry's honor. What sports figure changed your world during or after a personal encounter? Howard University seven months ago didn't have a golf program because of a chance personal encounter at a screening of a documentary that Steph Curry was the executive producer of, and he was in attendance as well at this screening. A chance encounter between a golfing college student and Steph Curry seven months later just led to that university getting seed money from Steph to launch its men's and women's golf program. That's a heck of a chicken soup for the Sports Soul story. We have more of them, including from our listeners. What sports figure changed your world during or after a personal encounter? Mick Mixon on the NFL later. E.J. Manuel, now with the ACC Network, the former Florida State quarterback, will join us in hour number three as well. The survey of NBA rookies. Which of your classmates will end up having the best career? Zion Williamson finished tied for fourth in that vote of his own contemporaries. You'll never believe who finished first. It's somebody we also got to see a lot of here in our backyard. Those stories and your phone calls next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Mick Mixon live from Panthers camp on all things NFL third hour. E.J. Manuel, the former Florida State quarterback and NFL QB, also third hour on college football. That season is almost here. He'll be working with the ACC Network. That launch is just two days away at this point. Both guests third hour. Your calls now, including on the storytelling question of the day. Steph Curry's chance encounter with a Howard University student who chose Howard despite the fact that it didn't have a golf team led to Steph Curry just yesterday planting the seed money to allow Howard to start women's and men's golf programs. So Otis Ferguson the fourth has an all-time story worth telling. That chance encounter was in January. Seven months later, that conversation about golf and HBCUs led to that story. From North Carolina and Davidson ambassador and NBA MVP Steph Curry helping that particular cause. A little chicken soup for your sports soul today. Your question is what sports figure changed your world during or after a personal interaction? Buckeye Burt in Wilmington has a story. You can jump in as well. And one thing I promised as we go to your calls which rookie in the NBA will have the best career? I told you earlier. In this survey of NBA rookies published yesterday at NBA.com, most of the answers I could have predicted for you when they were asked who's going to be the NBA rookie of the year. Zion Williamson of Duke got the most votes, now with the New Orleans Pelicans from his contemporaries. John Morant from Murray State, the point guard now with the Memphis Grizzlies, got the second most votes. He was the number two overall pick. We could have guessed that when they asked the NBA rookies who are the best shooters entering the NBA in this class, your fellow Class of 2019 guys, all of us in this statewide audience could have said, you know, I think I'd put Tyler Hero of Kentucky on that list. He's now with the Miami Heat. Kyle Guy of UVA could stroke it. He's with Sacramento. That Cam Johnson guy from the Tar Heels, he's now with the Phoenix Suns. And you know what? Ty Jerome's a point guard, but that UVA guy can shoot it as well. He's also with the the, uh, Phoenix Suns, by the way. They were the top four answers of the NBA rookies. Tyler Hero got 33% of the votes, Kyle Guy 29%, Cam Johnson 13%, and Ty Jerome 8%. Like, seriously, the first four guys that came to my mind were the answers of the NBA rookies themselves. Players know players, and when it comes to ACC guys, the DG show knows players. The answer to the which rookie will have the best career, Cam Reddish of Duke got the most votes. Now with the Atlanta Hawks, when I tell you I read this whole thing and I predicted 90% of the answers before I even saw the answers, I was almost knocked out of my chair figuratively because I would have thought of 10 guys before I thought of Cam Reddish, and yet he got 19% of the vote. That's not a high number, but nobody else got 19%. Buckeye, Bert, share your story, and then I'll follow up. Cam Reddish of Duke, now the Atlanta Hawks, got the most votes from his fellow NBA rookies, on who will have the best long-term career. I still can't believe it. I like Cam. I'm rooting for Cam. I don't see anything close to that level of a career success the way his contemporaries apparently do. Go ahead, Bert. Tell your story.
1: Yes, David. I really enjoy listening to your show. You're one of the best sportscasters I've listened to for many, many years. Thank you very much. Nevertheless, my story is about... It uh, has to do with sports, but it has to do with how he changed my life and my career. All right, real quick. Rocky Calavito, don't knock the rock.
0: Cleveland I Indians. I was
1: a vendor at the stadium when they had 2,000 people there, paid attendance, and 35 to 40,000 children that got in free for straight A, good grades, this, that, and whatever. Okay. So instead of selling beer, obviously, I might have sold two cases of beer if I was lucky back then beer was 30 cents a bottle (laughs) hot dogs were 20 cents i chose hot dogs (laughs) because i was one of the top vendors i could choose what i wanted wisely and rocky would be signing autographs every single last autograph one day i had 26 loads of hot dogs i made 80 cents a load two cents per hot dog and made over 20 dollars.
0: Darren, get the rest of that story and we'll share the rest of it on the other side as we come back to those NBA and NFL calls too on the David Glen Show.